This is Bad Attitudes. Hello, friends and strangers. Welcome to another episode of Bad Attitudes, an uninspiring podcast about disability. I'm your host, Laura. Recently, a listener reached out. Y'all, I have listeners. How cool. Anyway, a listener reached out because a child in their family had been diagnosed with some disabilities and wanted some do's and don'ts for family members of disabled children. Well, here you go. Today's episode is sponsored by DOT. Thank you, DOT. If you are enjoying the podcast, if you find it helpful and informative, and you would also like to sponsor an episode, consider buying me a coffee. Go to ko-fi.com slash badattitudespod to donate the cost of a coffee towards the expenses of running this podcast. Send any questions, comments, or ideas to badattitudespod at gmail.com or reach out on social media. Follow at Bad Attitudes Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you enjoy this episode, share it with your friends. And be sure to subscribe so you are notified every time I drop a new episode. Please take a minute to leave a review for the podcast. It really helps get us in front of new potential listeners. I'll put direct links to where you can leave a review in the episode description. As always, I want to remind you that disability is not a monolith. Although some aspects are universal, my experience as a disabled person is going to be different from the experiences of other disabled people. I am one voice for the disabled community, but I am not the only voice. Now, obviously, I can't list all the do's and don'ts for parents or family members of disabled children. I can only give you the tip of the iceberg. And this will likely be an ongoing conversation because I'm sure to think of more later. And I hope y'all will send me some of your own suggestions. I'm also not here to tell you how to parent. I would be the last person I'd recommend listening to on parenting. I'm just here to tell you what I did or would have benefited from growing up as a disabled child and what I think disabled children in general need. And because I hate when a video or podcast with an eye-catching title, like, oh, never say this to your disabled child, makes me watch or listen for 30 minutes without giving me what I came for, I'm going to give you that one first. Disabled or non-disabled child or adult, we all have moments of, why me? Some are over really superficial things, but when you're a disabled child, these can be moments of real existential crisis. Because kids, right or not, think of things in a dichotomy. If bad things happen to you, it's because you deserve it. If good things happen, it's because you earned it. It's only when we reach adulthood that we can recognize that sometimes bad or good things happen for absolutely no reason and there was nothing we could have done to change the outcome. If you're born with your disability, it can be very rough thinking of things this way because... How could you have done something to deserve your disability before you were even born? When I was growing up, for the most part, I didn't view my disability as a bad thing. But some days I struggled 
days when I was injured or when I was going to have to have another operation or when I couldn't go along with my friends. And I would ask, why me? Why was I the one selected for this particular lot in life? And the thing that my parents said to me that never helped and that I recommend never saying to anyone, child or adult, regardless of disability, is you have it way better than a lot of other people. When your kid is dealing with a big question like why they're disabled, comparing their situation to imaginary other people doesn't help. When my parents said that to me, it it didn't make my feelings of why me go away. It just made me feel guilty for feeling them. I didn't stop having that struggle. I just stopped talking about it. I kept it inside and thought about it when I lay in bed at night, alone, in the dark. Of course, now we know that suppressing emotions is unhealthy and that we should be allowed to feel our feelings without guilt or shame. It's perfectly acceptable that you can't tell your kid why they're disabled. And it's perfectly okay to acknowledge that as disabled kids, they have to deal with tough situations their peers don't. And that's unfair. I think it's more important to help kids focus on the fact that they've been through tough stuff before and they made it through. Because they're strong, because they're smart, because they're whatever. Personalize it to your kid, obviously. Emphasize that they have people who are there to support them. Remind them that people care about them just the way they are, and their disability does not define them. Kids are resilient. They get over these existential crises. I did, but I had to get through them first. The important thing is to not minimize or invalidate their struggles, but also not to focus on them. Acknowledge that they're having a hard time. Help them figure out how they will move through it, or just help them recognize that they will move through it, and get on with life. Don't make the struggles the main focus of their existence. That's my soapbox for this episode. Never tell anyone, really, that they have it so much better than someone else when they're in a moment of struggle. It doesn't help. Now that I've gotten that out of the way, I can give you some more do's and don'ts for being a parent or family member of a disabled child. Do advocate for your child, but don't advocate over your child. What I mean is definitely 100% fight for what your child needs and deserves. Access, accommodations, whatever that looks like, fight for it. But if your child tells you earnestly that they don't want you to say or do something, don't do it. They may come back and change their mind, but if they are adamant about wanting you to refrain and a conversation doesn't change their opinion, respect their wishes. Be sure to teach your child to advocate for themselves. I was a very shy child and hated having to speak up for myself about anything. There were times, though, that my parents forced me to speak up because they knew that eventually I would be advocating for myself. They still backed me up and brought down the parental hammer if needed, but they were slowly setting me up to be able to ask for what I need and demand what I had a right to. All kids need to be taught to advocate for themselves in as much as they are able. Don't 
turn your kid into inspiration porn. I'm going to use walking as an example because I think it's the easiest to visualize. We've all seen those videos parents make of their disabled children finally learning to walk or finally struggling to their first steps. Unless your child is competent enough to say yes or no to you sharing that with social media, don't do it. For one, your child may not want their personal struggles shared with strangers. I wouldn't have wanted a bunch of people I didn't know seeing videos of me struggling to walk with my walker or crutches when I was a kid. Your kid's struggles and triumphs are theirs, not yours. So unless and until they are old enough and cognizant enough to consent, keep what you share of them to the innocent and banal. This isn't really a do or a don't, but in line with the idea that your kid's struggles are theirs and not yours, their disability is also theirs and not yours. What I'm saying is, you're not an autism mom, Karen, nor are you a cerebral palsy mom or a whatever disability mom. You're a parent whose child is disabled. You're the parent of a disabled child. So I guess there is a don't. Don't center yourself in your child's disability story. You may be their parent or family member, but you are not them. You will never quite grasp what it is like to live as a disabled person, no matter how empathetic you are, no matter if you've been with them from moment one, you are still at least one step removed from the disabled experience. Also, don't force them into doing things so that they'll fit some arbitrary definition of normal. Again, using walking as an example. For the majority of people, walking is the epitome of normal, as if being able to walk is somehow an indicator of future success for a disabled child. If your disabled child wants to try and walk, great, encourage them. But if they are telling you it's causing them pain, if they are frustrated, don't force it. There's nothing shameful about needing or using a mobility aid. The only shameful thing is how inaccessible the world is to those who do. Do educate yourself on your child's disability. You're carrying a supercomputer in your pocket. You have a wealth of information at your fingertips. A quick Google search can set you on a path towards learning about your child's diagnosis. But remember, there is no such thing as a textbook case. Everyone presents differently. This is important to remember for disabled adults you interact with, too. Even if a person doesn't present the tentpole symptoms of a particular diagnosis, that doesn't mean their disability is invalid. It just means that they present differently than the statistically average person. Having a foundation of understanding about someone's disability can go a long way in helping you to understand them and giving you some insight into their experience without asking invasive questions. I recommend doing research, especially if you're a more distant family member than a parent. Parents are going to be in the thick of their child's medical experience, but non-parents likely aren't. And if you're the parent or family member of someone who was diagnosed as an adult, especially with an invisible disability, that research can help prevent you from writing off someone's diagnosis, which causes immense pain and frustration for the person living it. Do encourage your child to set boundaries. People are rude AF. 
They will ask invasive and rude questions of total strangers, including children. It is beyond acceptable and totally within your child's rights to refuse to answer any questions at any time, even with people they know and trust. They are entitled to privacy. When they're old enough to start setting those boundaries, have a conversation with them about how they can deflect questions. Remember, no is a complete sentence. Do facilitate friendships between your child and other disabled children, but don't force them. Having a disability is not enough of a foundation to build a real relationship, but exposing your child to other children with disabilities will help them to feel less alone and isolated. Start when they're fairly young, because the older they get, the more resistant they will be. I speak from experience. Do call out ableism wherever and whenever you see it. This may mean just pointing it out to your child and explaining what it is and why it's wrong, but it may also mean putting someone on notice that their speech or behavior is unacceptable. Demonstrate for your kids that ableism is not okay. Show them that they are allowed and deserve to be treated with respect, whether they are disabled or not, and that all people, regardless of ability, deserve the same respect. Don't coddle your disabled child. I know you want to protect your kids, non-disabled and disabled alike, and your disabled child may seem even more fragile and in need of your protection. But all children need to be allowed to explore their limits and attempt to stretch beyond them. Insulating your child from something that might potentially hurt them doesn't do them any favors. I lived with both sides of this. My parents were content to let me test my limits, within reason, but my grandparents were fearful of my getting hurt, so they were much more likely to do things for me or to prevent me from trying things or to say I couldn't do something because it was dangerous. Yes, I did sometimes get hurt, but ultimately the former was the better practice. I learned my own limits and when I can test them, and now I am that much more self-sufficient. If your child wants to do something or experience something and it is within your combined power to make it happen, do everything you can to figure it out. From the time I was about 10, I was really excited about the prospect of driving. My parents and I knew that disabled people did drive, but I was adamant that I was not going to be driving a van. There was no way I was going to be seen driving a mom-mobile at 16 or 18. Between the three of us, and with some insight from other disabled people along the way, we were able to figure out how to make it happen. Your kid has to be involved in figuring out how to reach their goal. That may just mean having conversations with them about what you think or what you research, but they have to be involved because then it's a success for them, too. For the record, I still don't drive a van. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just not for me. If this list sounded completely random, that's because it basically is. I just added on as thoughts occurred to me. One is not more important than the others, and some may not apply to your situation. It's all about doing what's best for your disabled child and raising them for the best future possible. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next one.